You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by the MLB.com shop. Hey, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Lee, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, some clubs look like they're pretty well done. Uh, the Braves look like maybe they're not. And for one thing, they've got a little money to spend. Um, what do they still want to get done, and do they have enough money to get it done? They do. Well, they, they have the choice. They, they have about a little over $10 million left to spend. Uh, but with their recent actions or, or recent activity of agreeing to a minor league deal with Wandy Rodriguez, they sense that maybe they are going to take the route of bringing in a few more veteran guys like this with, with minor league contracts, bringing two or three to camp and allowing them to compete for that fifth spot instead of if you look at that free agent market, the guys that might be attractive they're not going to be able to get for that price, you know, right up just above ten million dollars. Um, they they have looked at the possibility; they'll, they'll still look at potential trades. But at the same time, uh, while it might have, I might have, if you would have asked me, put a percentage on the chances that Evan Gaddis gets traded uh, a couple weeks ago, I might have said sixty percent. I think we're we're down, you know, a thirty to forty percent chance that they're leaning towards keeping him in the, in the middle of their lineup this year. Uh, he is the you know the one piece that you might be able to get an attractive pitcher to put round out their rotation. Um, the other option would be to you know trade some prospects, but I think they're more interested in keeping what they have gained. But when you look at with all the moves they've made, they've essentially got eight new guys in their top twenty prospects list that weren't there when the season ended, uh, just via the deals they've made. Uh, with Jason Hayward, Justin Upton, especially that that added uh, four guys to their prospects prospect list. There, that they're in their top twenty. So, I think they're going to hold on to that. And I think what you're going to see, um, you know, with some of the mon- that money that they have left, they're going to try and get either what you would label a backup outfielder, or probably more suited to be uh, their primary pinch hitter. Uh, their benches relatively weak uh, in that department right now. So I, I think that's where, where the, we'll, the direction we'll see them going here the next couple of weeks is uh, trying to find somebody to round out that bench and, and some some veterans to come compete for that fifth spot uh, in spring training with a minor league contract. Where do things stand? It does. You, you've, we've talked a lot about Gaddis. Um, but there are a couple other guys that I think ideally they'd love to move, and I'm not sure anybody thinks there's a, a real fit there. Um, B.J. Upton and, and less mentioned, but I think still in that picture, uh, Chris Johnson. Do you think there's still any way they find takers for either of those guys, or, or is that going to be a situation where they they uh, just try and figure out how to make those two guys work on their roster in 2015? You know, I, I, they, they tried with Chris Johnson with a couple of different teams who trying to package him. Uh, the, you know, Chris Johnson, when, when he agreed to the contract extension last year, I believe it was three, eight, three years and 23, 
uh, $1.3 million. You know, everyone raised their eyes to why. And then he proceeded to go from a guy who finished second in the, uh, for, in the batting, uh, the, for the batting crown there in the National League, went back to being a 260 hitter last year. Uh, kind of the guy that, that people were afraid that he might become. Um, the Braves are just hoping that he'll, he'll become a 280 hitter, which is his career average when he just came over to the Braves uh, before that 2013 season. With with BJ, you know, it's always been, you know, it, probably a slim chance of finding somebody to take that contract. Uh, when Joe Madden went to the Cubs, there was some thought, you know, what, you know, they're looking for a center fielder. Will, will they? Will Joe Madden be willing to take the guy who, you know, he saw grow up with them there with the Rays? Um, I have not gotten a sense that that's going to happen. Uh, but uh, so if, if I had to guess right now. Chris Johnson and B.J. Upton will be with the, the Braves game in spring training. Those guys are both currently listed at, at the top of their positions on, on the depth chart. Um, do you anticipate that changing? And in particular, in Upton's case, I, I, I'm not entirely sure there's really an alternative, is there? I don't think so. You know, there, you know, in terms of bodies, there's really not not a better alternative right now, which is, you know, it's hard to say with a guy who struggled as, as much as he has last year or the last two years, and that's kind of what I was getting at when I said you know, when they're looking for that bench bat, maybe you're looking for an outfielder. That that seems to be where the weakness is. Um, you know, so I, I in the other the other part of that equation is this. You've got three years and $46 million left on this deal. You know, it looks like it's, it's just, you know, maybe people would call it, you know, it's done deal. You know, there's no way he's coming back. And, and you know what, it's, the odds are certainly stacked against him. I mean, uh, but I th- I think the Braves are going to give him at least a couple months here uh, before they just completely say, okay, this is not going to work. Give him a couple months working with Kevin Seitz or seeing if he can get back to – I mean, think about it. If he just came back and was a 220 hitter who who could hit – who hits like 15 home runs and, you know, steals somewhere between 15 to 20 bases, the Braves would be thrilled. I mean, you get in comparison to what they've seen in the last couple of years. So, um, you know, you, you're never going to see the player that they envisioned that they were getting when they gave him that franchise record deal. But uh, I, I do think that that's a guy that you've got so much money tied up in. You've got to at least roll the dice and hope that you see some improvement this year. You know, and I know we were saying the same thing last year. And you saw a decent spring training. You thought maybe it'll be there, and then it just never materialized. So uh, I think they will go ahead and stick with stick with him there in center field for a couple months. But Chris Johnson, I can see a platoon situation uh, materializing with uh, Alberto Cayaspo. Um I could see you know Chris Johnson getting you know maybe maybe. Uh, a lot of the starts, if they do not feel like Jace Peterson is ready to, to play second base on an everyday basis, you know, in, in terms of if you had Kiaspo instead of playing him at second, then you, you free him up to to bat against uh, or to play against, you know, a lot of the tough right-handers or even just uh, above-average right-handers and, and play Chris Johnson primarily against left-handers. Where you know he's has continue, he had some success last year. Uh, against left-handers, and he's proven he can hit them if the right-handers have given him problems. Um, so you, you may see a platoon materialize there at third base. 
Uh, overall, what do you think is, is the prognosis for this offense? I mean, it, it, it wasn't good enough last year, and you take away two of the guys who really were pretty effective. What do you think the, the reasonable expectations are for the Braves' offense in 2015? You know, it, it's, and I understand. I completely understand when the fans say, well, if you take Justin Huff and Jason Hayward out of a, an offense that was already horrible, how is it going to be any better? And, you know, the, the simple, unscientific response would be, how could it be any worse? And, but at the same time, uh, maybe it can be. Uh, you've got some – the Braves are banking on this. They're saying, hey, look, we, we've got Kayaspo and Marquez. Maybe there's a little bit uh, more contact in that lineup, less fewer strikeouts. Um, they're, they're banking on Chris Johnson having a, uh, you know, getting, having a better season. Andrelton Simmons, the guy who hit 17 home runs in 2013, and we've talked about it. You know that that probably hurt him as much as anything uh, in terms of his approach. That's really not who he is, but he's also not the 240 hitter that he was last year. He's a guy that probably can hit 260 um, and closer to you know 10 to 12 homers. That that, that type of guy. Um, if Evan Gaddis is, is given a chance to get an extra. 150 to 200 more plate appearances while you know moving away from the catching position uh, out there in the outfield. Maybe you get a little more production there if he's more productive. Maybe you even get uh, you know Freddie Freeman uh, his production goes up because Gaddis is there um, protecting him in the lineup. These are all hypotheticals. Uh, the other part of the equation is you know Kevin Seitzer. Does he come in and develop? provide a mindset where, you know, that clicks with some of these guys and helps to, to have a little bit of a turnaround. Um, and, and will Nick, Mark Akis be healthy? You know, here's a guy coming off of the next surgery. A brace, as expected, they're going to sit there and say, oh, you know, he'll be fine. It, it's just, a, uh, you know, he'll it, it, be ready to start a spring training. There's nothing to worry about. Those are all the things you say now, but at the same time, Will Nick Marquez get back to where he was before the next started to become a problem in 2013? All right. Well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to chat here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Visit the official online shop of Major League Baseball at MLB.com shop for the largest selection of authentic caps, T-shirts, jerseys, hoodies, collectibles, and more. Get your gear straight from the source. The MLB.com shop. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.